Welcome to Your Best Riding Life. I'm your host, Linda Goldfarb. Your Best Riding Life is associated with the Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Riders Conference, which is held each year in the Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina. Each week on this podcast, you receive tips and strategies from experts in the riding and publishing industry to help you excel in your craft. I am so glad you're listening in today. Today, we're going to be discussing a fun aspect of writing. This is perfecting your nonfiction endeavors. Hmm, sound a little bit complicated or not quite sure what we're going to get to? Oh, you're going to love this one and you're going to come back to it again and again and again. Let me tell you a little bit about our industry expert that's here with us today. Find your voice, live your story is Edie Melson's core message. Her blog, The Right Conversation, reaches thousands and has consistently been named a Writer's Digest Top 100 Sites for Writers. Edie has spent the past 20 years writing award-winning nonfiction from freelance to books. In her everyday life, she is quick to remind those she meets about the practical and personal applications of God's infinite love. It is my pleasure to welcome Edie Melson. Good to have you here, Edie. It's great to be back. Thank you, Linda. I tell you, you are one of the guests that I love having back again and again. And of course, we do have your co-director, Diane Mills, who gets to frequent with us because you have both have such a wealth of information. And I think that our listeners today are... As I mentioned before, they're going to be replaying this again and again because the content is fabulous. Thank you. You are so welcome. Those of you that are listening, if you're a first-time listener, please be sure to take a look at our show notes after you've finished listening in today, and it'll have the links to all of our guest information. It'll also give you the link to the Facebook group page for Your Best Writing Life. We'd love for you to join us there. You'll also find this month's Writing Tips and Soul Care for Writers download link. So take a look at the show notes when you get a chance. You're going to have more information than you can imagine. So Edie, as one of the directors of the Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Writers Conference, you must be anticipating great things for May. What can you share with us? Well, we are super excited about our our faculty lineup, our keynoters, um, everything about the Blue Ridge Conference this year. One of the things that we're always amazed about is just how God keeps continuing to um, grow and stretch our event in ways we never imagined. Certainly last year, we were shocked at what all came about. Um, in the midst of COVID and having to change the date. But here we are back in May. And I think one of the things that that so many people are excited about is that we have uh, Frank Peretti joining us this year as one of our faculty members. He will be doing a keynote, of course, but he wanted to come and hang out with everybody for a whole week at the conference. So if you have not registered, you better register fast. (laughs) And it is great when we have someone who comes in who is at a level in his profession that comes and says, I want to be with everybody. I want to spend time with everybody. That just tells you the quality of the speakers and those that you bring in to the Blue Ridge Conference. So thank you so much for giving us excellence. 
when we attend. Great, great, great. All right, folks, now we're going to head right into how to perfect our nonfiction endeavors. Edie, I took a moment before the time for us to gather together and I said, you know what, I just want to get a little bit of what does the world say? How is nonfiction defined? So I actually took it out of a dictionary and this is what it says. Nonfiction is any document or content that intends on good faith to represent only truth and accuracy regarding information, events, or people. And I'm thinking as I'm listening to what I'm saying that that really sounds boring. (laughs) I mean, Edie, Edie, you are an award-winning nonfiction author. I have written award-winning nonfiction. So is all nonfiction boring? Is that what we're destined to, is to have boring reading as nonfiction readers? Help us out here. Uh, I think it it goes back to that definition, because if you think about it, essentially nonfiction is education and fiction is more exploration. And, And the primary goal of fiction is to entertain while the the primary goal of nonfiction is more to enlighten or educate. And that leads us immediately into the pitfall of writing nonfiction. And thinking that because it is primarily to enlighten, that it somehow must have more substance and more weight and more heaviness. Mm. And that tends to bog it down and make it boring. And so what we have to do is we have to realize how we can take this idea of enlightening or educating or informing people and, and making it as entertaining as if we were writing fiction. Oh, well, I like that. And I really do like how you took the time to explain that to me. These, this, is, this is a great way to start. Let's look at, right off the bat, what makes nonfiction interesting? Stories. One word, stories. The world runs on stories. You can, you can give somebody the most interesting statistic in the world, and three quarters of the way through, you have already lost them. But if you couch that statistic in a story, then people are hanging on your every word. And so everything comes down to story. And essentially, as a nonfiction author, we must be as good storytellers as our fiction counterparts. Mm, This is true. When we bring in the element of stories into nonfiction, what I have found for myself in the latest book that just came out, I started including, well, actually my co-author and I, we started including more story. We write on personalities. And so we write with kind of that how-to mindset we were encouraged to add story. And I will tell you, I really enjoyed reading what was written. So I can see that working. This is good. So, okay, with this idea of stories, how do I take an idea that I have and decide which nonfiction medium is best for that particular idea? That's a great question. And really... As as wonderful a question as it is, there is no one right answer. 
basically what you have to do as the writer is you have to explore the idea that you have. First of all, you have to live with it a little while. And then you have to see how how deep and wide you want to go with that idea. And that is essentially going to help you know, am I going to go with a, a shorter nonfiction endeavor, like an article or a blog post or an essay or something like that? Or am I going to do something um, more substantial that would be book length? If it's book length, then you got to have enough information. You got to have enough depth that it will fill out a book. And part of this also is how much do you love this idea? You know, if if you if you think this is a really cool idea and you want to just explore it on the surface, then maybe it wouldn't be a great book idea. But if this is something that you find yourself diving deep into, then if you love it, you're going to love writing it. And then your readers are going to love reading it. I always say, my my husband says that um, I am nosy by nature. I, I like to... <laughs> I like to think of it as curious. Um, mm. I, I love to know a lot about things, about a lot of things, but there are only certain things that I really want to dive deep into. No, this is, this is good. And I, let's, let's take that moment of diving deep into, because you're, I'm going to, I'm going to call it like I see it. You're a natural diver. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of different writers that are out there. Maybe that diving deeper into, even though they love it, might not come as easily for them. When we look at diving deeper into something, what are some of those avenues? What are, what are we saying that when a person is willing to dive deep into it, what does that mean? Well, I think it means looking at a topic from all sides of of the equation. Um, for example, I have my soul care books. It's a series. And the first one was soul care when you're weary. And I knew I wanted to take this deeper than just an article or a blog post or something, because I'm really passionate about helping people find a way to connect with God in those in-between moments and use creativity to do that. And so I knew that I wanted to go a little bit deeper for a book length. When I first began fleshing this out, the first thing I looked at was what exactly is soul care and in what circumstances do you need soul care? And I began thinking about crisis points, when you're weary, when you're sad, um, when, when life is not normal, all of these different times when we need a little extra soul care. And so as I was making these lists, I realized I had more than one book here. And so that was how my, my idea started with just an idea of we all need soul care to a book, to a series. Because once I got to, well, you need soul care when you're grieving, you need soul care when you're weary, uh, writers need soul care, you need soul care, uh, particularly parents when, when 
um, they're facing empty nest. I thought of all these different points when a person would need this extra soul care. And I realized that, that it didn't make sense to write one huge book that covered all of these topics because the reading audience would, would not necessarily get something out of every chapter if I did it that way. Okay, so that ties in directly to what uh, Linda Gilden and I do with our linked personalities. The concept first of the personalities, and we have, I, we've done the same thing. And I think it's our brainstorming and our identifying that there was other needs and that uh, someone actually came to us and said, well, I like this. I like that. It's concise. It's a shorter style nonfiction book. Can you target my area? This is who I am. This is what I do. And so we've written linked for educators, linked for parents, linked for couples, and we have more that's coming. But as you said, the deeper word, what I really kind of <laughs> linked into is that it wasn't you're saying the same thing and then just tagging someone else on it. You're actually giving us really meaty stuff if I'm a writer, really meaty stuff if I was a parent and now I'm in the empty nest. It's beyond just making a whole bunch of books because there's a lot of weight in that topic. And soul care is a beautiful topic. And I can see how that would just extrapolate out to go to deeper areas for the readers. I think you explained that very, very well. Thank you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. If we're looking at the medium, and as you said, really, it's different for different people or different for different ideas, but none of them are bad. Let's also consider the concept of evergreen. What makes nonfiction evergreen? And maybe even explain the term evergreen to our listeners and then run with it. Evergreen is actually a term that came about in regard to freelance writing. Think uh, magazine articles, periodicals, newspapers, things like that. If you think about it, there are certain types or topics of articles that will show up in every periodical. It You'll have... You'll have topics on business or finance, whether you're writing a blog about writing or a blog about parenting. Uh, that's a topic that is evergreen, that no matter what you're addressing, it still needs to fall into that topic somehow. Another one is health and fitness. That's another evergreen article. If you okay. think about it, you can't pick up a magazine and not see an article that has something to do with either health or fitness. I don't care what the magazine is. It's going to be in there. Um, the third evergreen category is relationships and fulfillment. Mm -hmm. And then the fourth one would be passionate pastimes. So you really have these four major evergreen areas. And if you can fit your book idea into one of these evergreen ideas or touch the edge of evergreen, then you're going to have a much longer lasting concept for your book. Okay, so I'm going to touch on each one. You said health and fitness, finance. Relation, relationships, relationships or fulfillment or fulfillment 
and then passionate pastimes. Yes. Oh my goodness. I can see how many topics can fit into this, into these different categories. This is, this is excellent. And if I'm looking at that, then I'm going to say, because, you know, in my mind, I'm already right there, right? So I'm right there with uh, different personalities and how they handle finance, all of these other things. So I'm going, wow, I have these ideas. Some of them may go into a book. Some of them may be articles. So if we're looking at like articles, you've told me that you've got some tips on how to come up with ideas for the shorter nonfiction or short nonfiction. Give us some of those. All right. My favorite thing when it comes to generating ideas for short nonfiction, thinking blog posts, devotions, um, articles, essays, is to go to the calendar. And I'm not talking about the number or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I love to go to nationaltoday.com. Uh, that's one of the sites where you can find unusual calendar, unusual holidays. Uh, like, for example, did you know that April 11th is National 8-Track Tape Day? What? <laughs> and that April 15th is National High Five Day. Oh, I love that. Uh, April 16th is National Librarian Day day. Excellent. You know, there are all these different things. Uh, April 18th is National Velociraptor Awareness Day. <laughs> yes, I know. Oh, this is good. I could see parties for children built around that. Yeah. And it doesn't, well, yeah. doesn't even have to be children, anyone who loves any of the Jurassic Park stuff. So how yeah, absolutely. Awesome you know, and so think about it. You are trying to figure out an idea for a blog post, okay? Um, and this is me just winging it here. I did not have this plan, so bear with me, okay? So I am planning out my blogging calendar. It's the beginning of April, and I think, okay, I need a blog post for April 18th. So I look at this, and I go, okay, it's National Velociraptor Awareness Day. Oh, wow. How is that going to fit in with my right conversation writing day or writing blog? Well, what about how not to be a dinosaur when you write? Oh, I love that. So you could start off with, did you know that today is National Velociraptor Awareness Day? You can talk about the fact that it seems a little odd that someone has done a holiday around a species that no longer exists. And then talk about how we have to change and grow and continue to morph as writers or we too will become extinct. Ah, that was really good. <laughs> I, I, I'm so going to use that. <laughs> I know. I know what you're saying right now is, boy, I hope this is being recorded. Oh, yes. and it is. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you can see how you're looking at this. I remember several years ago, I was looking for something on April 17th. And I did in April 17th is International Haiku Poetry Day. And so what I did is I put out a challenge that day for people to write their own haiku. So I did a blog post about how to write a haiku. 
And then I offered, I think I offered two $10 Amazon gift cards. And I didn't choose the best haiku. What I did is I put everybody who entered in a hat and I drew for two winners. You never know what is going to spark an idea. Oh, this is great. Seriously, you can't take me off on tangents like this because (laughs) my mind is going and I'm like, wait, I have to concentrate. Wait, concentrate on your guest and the topic that we're doing right now because my mind wants to have, you know, I need about two more hands right now. And uh, two of my other hands would be writing independently other thoughts that, that are coming up. And folks, I know that you have these thoughts. I know that you have these things that you're that you're thinking immediately. Don't turn us off. We'll have the website listed in the show notes. We're going to have this for you here. So I, I like this concept. And really, I'll challenge those of you that are listening. If you join us in our Your Best Writing Life group on Facebook, say, okay, these were some some thoughts I came up from came up with out based on the unusual holidays. Oh, I'd love that because I'd be willing to give out a gift card for that too if they join us over there. So I I heard you say, but so jump in. And I I think that would be great. But I want to circle back around. You said, I don't know what to do. I have all these ideas. I'm I'm going off on a tangent. Okay. That is essentially the most wonderful thing about nonfiction. Mm. I can write about anything. I can go off on these tangents. And even if it doesn't fit the brand that I have for my book writing, I have a myriad of options as far as guest blogs and articles and devotions and all these different things. And that is nonfiction is something we should be excited and passionate about. We don't have to look at it as something dry and educational. Nonfiction changes the world, Linda. Oh, you are speaking truth, Edie, and you're speaking to my heart. And I think the only thing boring about nonfiction is how it's presented We don't have to present, even when we're presenting facts, we don't have to present them in a boring way. We can bring in elements that lift up the reader and elements of pause and just different elements that are in there that really helps them with the flow. Girl, you have given us so much. Well, and one of the the things that I did that made my nonfiction exponentially better was I began learning how to write fiction. And I took those fiction techniques and I applied them to my nonfiction. I learned how to write really good dialogue. I learned how to show, not tell. I learned how to tell stories and how to craft a story and how to craft all of these different things. So, you know, as as nonfiction writers, we do not get a pass on being experts on writing fiction because those storytelling elements are what make our nonfiction scene. Mm. This is, yeah, this is good. I know that I say this is good a lot, Edie. <laughs> I say this a lot on your best writing life. I, and I think it's because I'm a writer and I think, I don't know that there's an episode that's gone through that I haven't said this is good. 
uh, this is spot on. And folks, I'm going to tell you, it's, there's a reason. Because what we bring is good. <laughs> we have the, the guests that we have on, they're, bringing, they're not going to bring you mediocre. They're not going to bring you something that, yeah, not really going to work for me as a writer. Everything that you receive here, it's good and it's good for you. It has great value. So this, is, this has been fabulous. Well, as, as we're wrapping up here today, tell us, and I'm excited about this, tell us what you're offering our listeners as far as we're gonna, you're going to be having this giveaway for them. It's going to be in our show notes, folks. So let us in on that. Uh, I'm going to be sharing what exactly and, and exploring deeper what it means to write an evergreen topic, how you find them, how that actually plays out depending on different uh, topics that you're looking at and give you some ideas. So I'm going to be talking about that and I'm going to be giving you a little bit too about uh, crafting ideas using the calendar. And I'll include some of the links to the calendar sites that I like to go to to get my ideas. Okay, this is great. Now, I will share with you, Edie, because I know that you're a photographer and she's absolutely fabulous. You're going to, I'm including in the show notes, Edie's Instagram link, just a, a lot about Edie that is, I, I think, just an offshoot of her writing because she truly does write with pictures. And when you mentioned the unique or unusual holiday about the Velociraptor, I was like, oh, I wonder if she has some type of a photo of a, of a flower, something out there that looks like a dinosaur. She could even post that and say, what does this represent? What, or what, you know, what does this reflect to you? So I see so much in everything that you bring, your creative side, the value that you offer on a daily basis rings true to what is said so often about you that you remind us every day, you remind us of the personal application of God's love and the practical application of God's love and how we can use what it is that he has given us as that passion, as that drive in our writing for us to be able to express it in ways that will be around for a long time, that will touch more lives, that will touch more readers. And that's exactly what you've done here today in helping us to perfect our nonfiction endeavors. So thank you, thank you, thank you so very, very much. I am so glad to have been able to be on and and talk about nonfiction because it's so funny because, you know, a lot of times people will say, well, you know, you're not a real author unless you have written a novel. But the fact of the matter is we're all real authors and uh, we need to sort of embrace the fact that God has a different path for each of us. Different, not better, not worse, Ooh. different. And it's all unique and it's crafted specifically for us. And we need to realize that we should celebrate what it is that God has given us. Mm, great leave. Great leave. Of course, you'll, all of you listening, you will find out more about Edie Melson at her website, ediemelson.com. I'll have the link for that in the show notes, as well as many, many 
more links and opportunities for you to get in touch with her beyond the podcast here today. So much information that is readily available to you if you visit also the right conversation and it's W-R-I-T-E. So you're going to want to go to the right conversation. That's a dot com on that. Edie, is that correct? Yes, it is. And when you go there, subscribe, subscribe. There's a reason that it, this blog has been named a Writer's Digest Top 100 Sites for Writers. So you've got to go there and tuck that under your belt. Once again, Edie Melson, it's been a pleasure having you here. I look forward to the next time because I know God is just going to bring more stuff through you. So thank you so very much. Thank you. I'm so excited to have been here. And I want to thank all of you. All of you that have just joined for the first time listening to Your Best Writing Life. Those of you that have been with us on the journey that we started relatively new in 2020, we have received just wonderful input from our listenership. We really encourage you, let us hear from you. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you want more of. And the way that we find that out is when you choose to subscribe, take a moment, hit the subscribe button, and when you rate us, give us some stars there. We'd love to have that. And also, your written word, give us a little bit of a review. What you have to say is extremely important because what you have to say matters as much as what you have to write. This is Linda Goldfarb, and I look forward to being with you here next time on Your Best Writing Life.